Our reading this morning is from the poetry of Brian Doyle. To lose all hint of cocky and shard of arrogant, all command, all surety, all control and thirst, and return, finally, to sheer abashed wonder, the blessed country you lived in as a child. That is the work. To be abashed but not afraid, to work with all your soul, to bring your peculiar and particular tools to bear against the darkness, but know that your tools are borrowed and must be returned. To love with all your heart, but possess nothing and no one, that is the work. To know that your everything is nothing without the love that spoke you into being, that is the work. To do with all your might and expect a roaring nothing in return, except the pleasure of having wrought well, that is the work. To savor, to sip, to admire, to celebrate, to sing, to fight for, to stand up for, to see, to witness, to reach for each other and haul each other back to the trembling shore. That is the work. I tell you nothing that you do not know. It's not money and power and esteem and fame and cars and boats and houses and honors. It's how hard you worked for nothing the world can give you. The only reward is love in its uncountable forms. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things happen. So let us keep our hearts tender and our eyes soft to the scene. And let us keep our words true. Because this is what we are about. We know there is no answer but to love each other. We bear witness against unnecessary destruction. And then we come here to this community to practice being the person that we say we want to be. We cannot do everything, and let us remember those words as we stare into this holiday season, okay? <laughs> but we can do something, and that something is never nothing. So let us forget our perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. Say with me, that is how the light gets in. So it is only, it's only November, and there's, there's snow on the ground. Um, and Lowe's, <laughs> the 30-foot uh, inflated reindeer is there. <laughs> and her friend, the 40-foot inflated Santa Claus. And they've already begun to haunt us early in this calendar year. And CVS has replaced, in the blink of an eye, the, the orange candy corn with uh, made from, did you ever read the package on those? It says natural ingredients. <laughs> those, those little pieces of candy are an insult both to corn and to candy at the same time. <laughs> and there are, but all those are gone and they're replaced with candy canes as thick as PCV pipe. <laughs> and stocking stuffers that would overfill even the socks of the man with the largest feet in the world. And do you know how big those feet might be? Any guesses? Google is amazing. <laughs> it's one foot four inches. And then on 109, where I was over the weekend, the Lions Club in Medway has begun stacking the rolled up Christmas trees like 10-foot-tall sentries captured in netting. 
waiting for the home that will be the last stand of their green life, which is, that's depressing, Nathan. But I wonder if it's too early to feel the effects of seasonal affective disorder. (laughs) So two questions. Why does our culture have such a hard time wanting what it has and being who it is in this moment, this time, and this day without flinging us headlong into December such that Black Friday isn't even on Friday anymore? And second question, why is everything about this time of year so big, so conspicuous, so much? But how about we interrupt the rant? What do we say? Yeah? Our lives are too precious and they're too short. And what demands our attention and urgency like errands and emails and lists and gifts and oil changes and expiring target cards, they are not worth the energy and the best part of ourselves that we give them, are they? Instead, this is the work to savor, to sip, to admire. This is what Aaron read for us, to celebrate, to sing, to fight for, to stand up for, to see, to see the people around you who love you, to witness, to reach out for each other and haul each other back to the shore. This is the work. Oh, and because as the little guy kept reminding us that this, this week is this Thanksgiving, he said. <laughs> and because for too long I have received and not given, and because one shouldn't feel like you have to be an expert in order to try, and because there are lessons to be learned in the humble task of mixing and cracking and pouring and measuring, this is the work, my friends. The work is to bake. So, Nora. Friends, we good, all right. All right, first of all, I want you to notice that we have the, um, these are the Goodest New Shop aprons. They're having their holiday sale on December 2nd. And uh, bring your cash, because even though I'm encouraging them, they don't have credit card capabilities yet. Okay? That's the first thing I want us to notice. Huh? Or check. All right. Now, um, first of all, oh, geez. Nora, what is this... um, This is an email from November 21st, 2005, right? To my old email. And what does the subject heading say? Pecan pie to die for. for. And who's it signed by? Uncle Denny, Denny, who's my uncle, who lives in St. Louis. Now, I chose um, this particular recipe for a few reasons. Grace means an unearned gift. That's what it means. Did you know that? When you say grace, you're accepting things that you don't have to earn. Um, When I was in seminary, my second year, we found out that we were having a baby. And we couldn't stay in the house that we were living in at the time. And I still had one more year of school. So, and we had had no money. So um, my uncle, um, who was all the way in St. Louis, uh, said, I will help you with a down payment on an as-is condo in Dorchester. As-is at the time meant, um, I think that the, bath, the bathroom had a toilet and a sink, but no bathtub, 
no shower. And the, and the kitchen had a, um, a stove, but that's all. Okay? And what Uncle Denny did is he then, Karen is seven months pregnant at the time, drove out from St. Louis in his truck with all of his tools, and he, right before M was born, he's 18 now, he put in that house, because Karen was, at that point, like eight months pregnant, put in a bathroom for us and a kitchen for us. So when I think of him, I think of, I think of this recipe, okay? Because isn't that how it is? Because these things aren't just things, right? They're memories, they're stories, they're, they allow us, especially this time of year, to connect to people we love. And I want you to think right now of somebody in your life who has given you an unearned gift. Would you do that? what humble means, to know that you are laid low. That's what the word means. It comes from hummus, to laid low, that you're reliant on other people. All right, so Nora, first we have to do our ingredients. So um, we have pie crust. We have uh, haha, light corn syrup with real vanilla. Believe it or not, no high fructose corn syrup. You'll see, there's a bowl. That's important, we need that. That's a pie dish. That's a plate. That's hopeful, we might have to use that later on. <laughs> That's a fork, hopefully we have to use that too. I got special approval from Dara to use nuts in the sanctuary because we're a nut-free place. It's imitation flavor and vanilla, but just work with me on the metaphor. I make it up for the fact with, look at that. I know, right? Himalayan fine pink salt. <laughs> measuring cup. Measuring devices. Nora. Four eggs. Butter. Oh, and spray. Okay. Oh, wait, and a mixer. Oh, wait, no, sugar. Because the corn syrup isn't enough. <laughs> All right, so Nora, let's set aside the sugar, the butter, and the corn syrup, okay? Just set those aside for a second. And I want us to think for a second, okay? Like, this is empty, you'll understand why. First of all, this time of year, I want us to think of this sugar and think of the where this came from, the sugar cane, and as we reflect on the gratitude of the sun and the rain, that all this, that made this possible. And then we are grateful, of course, the butter for the cows and all the people that made that to make it possible for it to be here in my hand. And you're thinking corn syrup, what can we be grateful for with that? But I want us to think this is made in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. So this week, my friends, there are people who are going to work in the dark and spending all day making this so that I can hold it in my hand. I want us to think of that and think of those people. So now we must combine 
the butter, the sugar, and the corn syrup. And I, we actually, Jessica, you can bring it up to me now. So I did a little, I did a little pre-work. You know how those cooking shows, they do like a little pre-work? <laughs> and and I, we melted it. Awesome, thank you. Look, it's even warm, feel. Right, so, okay. So we have to pour it into our bowl. And here's the thing, the instructions say to cook over low heat. And I was thinking about, you can pour it in. I was thinking of that as Nora pours it in. Immediately I went to my colleague um, up in, who's the minister at North Andover, and to Lawrence. And all of those people who have no heat, they have no hot water, they have a hot plate unless they go to a, that's terrific, unless they go to a, um, a hotel or a, uh, like a trailer. Those are what they've offered. So this simple fact of that Nora was able to make this over low heat. Next time you turn on your oven later today, just say a simple, thank you. And as we also, we need to acknowledge all of the people, the piping that's below our house, right, Nora? And all the people that, that maintain that. And then in the North Andover, in the Lawrence case, that didn't maintain it. Those people that didn't make that heat possible. And we think about burning of this gas that is warming our earth every time we turn something on. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to make a pie. Sometimes I don't think about that stuff. Okay, you ready for step, we're at step four, believe it or not. Okay, you ready to, to crack some eggs? Now, I want to just, first of all, these eggs um, were Sierra, Sierra Bright. So these eggs came from Sierra, from her chickens and her farm. I think it's a nod to the country pay. The first minister was paid in chickens and firewood. <laughs> so, okay, so you can crack those in there. I forgot to bring a towel, I'm just realizing. Apron. Just the best sermon ever. <laughs> we'll see. And then Nora, I'm gonna help you. We have to get some imitation vanilla flavor. And I was thinking about the real vanilla flavor and the real beans, right? I was thinking about when I was in the Peace Corps and we'd see vanilla beans everywhere. We need, how much do we need? Oh, here we go. One teaspoon. I'm a measure kind of guy. One teaspoon, oh sorry, here you go, one teaspoon. And then friends, our pink Himalayan salt. Did you know the where this comes from? <laughs> this particular bottle, this box, comes from a salt mine in the Punjab province of Pakistan. 
So now the next time you, you hold up your pink Himalayan salt and you say it comes from the Himalayas, I want you to think of, think of this, the miners, the women and men and frankly children who were in the mines so that I can have this and that, so that Nora can pour out a one-fourth teaspoon and put it into our pie. Awesome. And then get this and start to, Nora, mix it up. You can use the fork 500 times. It's what the recipe says, but <laughs> mainly we just want the yolk. This is what, you know, this is what Denny told me. Act like you're mad at it. Keep going, keep going, Nora. Looks amazing. I mean, it doesn't, but it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and Nora, next we're going to add in our pecans. These, the South Georgia pecan, and I was thinking about this this week, right, as Stacey Abrams decided that she was not, no longer going to contest the election in this precious, vulnerable democracy that we have, right? Amen to that. That we take for granted, that I certainly do. It's so hard. Democracy is as hard as this bag to open. This democracy of ours that is as victim... Here, give me that. <laughs> Voila. I was trying to make a really important point, and the bag got in the way here. You pour it in. Yeah, whole thing. Denny says half the bag, but we're going all in. You mix that up, okay? And I was thinking about this. This democracy of ours that is as victim to racism and classism and, and gerrymandering as it has ever been, my friends. Fantastic. And next we get, this is a little bit of a delicate part, okay? First of all, praise God <laughs> for pre-made pie shells, right? Her mom, your mom makes, wow, you just got a total shot. My mom makes my own pie crust. But we were, I was going to do that, but then we, Nora would be covered in flour, and we'd be here at like 4 o'clock to, to make it be chilled and everything. So, Nora, so that's good. So the next thing you have to do, this, you washed your hands, right? Yeah, oh, good, okay. Yeah, spray it first, sorry. Go for it. I love how everybody's participating in the sermon, <laughs> offering advice. Awesome. Great. You don't normally do that. <laughs> At least that I can hear. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Nora. Okay, Nora, put it in there quick. <laughs> 
See, it's all about humility, my friends. And you can twist the edges. And friends, as we unroll this pie crust, if you decide to use a pre-made pie crust, we give thanks for all the pastry chefs. I mean, where is this? This is, an, this is immaculate, honest, delicious, ready-to-bake pie crust made in Wakefield. Okay? So think of the folks who are working in Wakefield this week to make this possible this morning. So Nora, we're ready to pour our pie mixture into our pie. Awesome. Did you even it out a little bit? Now, oven, uh, did you remember to preheat the oven? There is two in oven. It's right down there. And look, you know what? Guess what? I did. So I'd like you to go ahead and put that in. Just put it underneath. Yep, that's right. You guys can't see it, but I can, she can see it. Careful. Don't get that on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, I'll help you. Here it goes on my left. Okay, just slide it in there. Yep. Careful. Don't burn yourself. Okay, great. So, as we're waiting for this to cook, <laughs> I want us to just pause for a second. I want us to cast our vision west to our friends in California who two weeks ago have lost homes and towns and most importantly, life in the worst state fire in history and who would Pray to be where we are right now as our pie is cooking. And then I want us to cast our vision south, as Heather talked about, to the thousands of migrants who work their way to the border and they will be met with razor wire. This Thanksgiving, it is not lost on me, nor is it lost on you, that this holiday marks a time when it was we our forebears who were the migrants and the refugees. And as we begin to notice the smell of the pie, can you smell it? <laughs> Nora? Yeah. <laughs> Feather, can you, you can smell it? <laughs> to die for it. I want us to just acknowledge the wheat to give thanks for the, the noses we have to smell and the mouth we have to taste and the hands we have to hold a fork and the unaccountable privilege we have to savor food for savoring rather than simply, simply something to consume because we're starving. and for the simple pleasure of comfort food that gives us comfort, that shows us like Denny did, that, that we are loved and that we can love and that we're taken care of and that we can take care. And the savoring and the tasting and the joy and the love that is as much a part of life and we need that inner part of life to serve the outer world, don't we? We need stuff like this. We need... We need nourishment 
in order to be the best that we can be. Did you hear it, Nora? The ding. <laughs> you did, yeah, she says you did. I heard it. That was 50 minutes, by the way. That was 50 minutes, in case you couldn't tell. Um, all right, Nora. That's our oven. All right, Nora, take it out. It looks like it's ready. I don't think we can use that because it's raw eggs, and I'm realizing that's the only fork I have. So, you get to eat out of the palm of your hand. Are you allergic to nuts? Okay, good. I'm realizing I should have asked that like about it. You, so you, we don't have a fork. You had wrong as your hand. So it looks amazing. Can you take a nibble? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? Is it all right? That's all you. That's all you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this Thanksgiving, here is my prayer for us, for me, Nora, for you, for all of us that we will pause and we will savor. We will give thanks for the life that we do not have to earn and the love that we do not have to buy, for the people and the places that need us to fight, to stand up for, to celebrate, to witness as we call each other back to the table. We give thanks for the gifts that allow us to rely on other people for those who humble us with their grace and their love, for the uncredited love that is before us and around us, for all of the unseen things that no one will ever tweet about or Facebook about that remind us that our life is worth living. For all of those people and all of those acts that have literally saved us time and time again. We give thanks. We give thanks. We give thanks.